Welcome to the Revolution 22 podcast. My name is Sarah Fine, and I'm the director over here at Rev 22 Kids. We encourage you to gather up the whole crew as you are about to listen to a message from, you guessed it, one of our family services. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for coming today. This is uh, feeding back quite a bit. Go forward. Going forward. Um, this is a family service day. And so we, we've always done that. You're like, wait a second. We've been doing family service for the last 20 weeks. What are you kidding me? Um, we, we want to continue to do these because we see value in teaching together and doing this. And so the reason why we do this isn't because we don't believe in age-specific teaching. When we can have classes again, we will have those uh, the reason why we do this is because we want to, again, encourage parents and the church as a whole to remember that we are to be discipling these little minds that are around us. We are to be pointing them to Christ. And so whether you're like, I never would put my kids in a classroom anyways, or I put my kids in classroom at any moment I get, if you aren't talking to them beyond what's happening in the gathering, if you aren't leading them further, they're missing a huge part of what it means to follow the Lord. And so we're going to do this service. It's not going to really look a ton different than what it has been looked for the last 20 weeks because of what we're doing, so thank you for being here. But I would encourage you guys to take what you hear today. We have uh, some worksheets. Even if you don't have kids, I would encourage you to take the worksheets and go home with your, with your spouse or with your gospel community and talk through what was talked about today and go a little bit deeper and further with it. So let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for the ability to gather, even when it isn't the way that we would prefer, possibly. Thank you for the way that you are continuing to teach us and show us who you are despite our circumstances. Father, I pray for every individual that's here today. I pray that they would be, um, they'd be drawn to you. They'd be drawn to, to bring you glory. They'd be excited to hear about your word. God, for the little minds that are here, I pray that they would experience and see an aspect of you that they haven't seen yet, that they'd come to life in this, and that the conversations that would happen at home or on the dinner table or, or outside of that afterwards, God, would just go deeper and deeper. And these kids that are here would never, ever, ever know a day of not knowing you. God, for the, for the adults and the individuals around here, I pray that we would no longer look at kids as a, a kind of annoyance, but as an opportunity to shape and to disciple and to point them to the love of you. God, I pray that as we worship you, as we learn from your word, as we draw near to you, God, that you be glorified in everything we say and do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Rev. What a beautiful morning. Thanks for being here. I want to start off with a few questions. I want to ask you, in the last few months, have you seen any friendships have rocky roads or even fail because of different views? Or have you even been nervous to talk about something because it turns into a fight or even seems divisive? I'm sure you have because I know that I have. And so you might be asking, who's this guy asking me questions? I'm Terrell, I'm the blessed man that is here leading the youth and I'm so grateful to be here today and thank you for listening and being here as well. First, I wanna tell you what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about this topic of unity. And so before we get started, I wanna share something with you. This last week we had a middle school all-nighter and the middle school answer to every question is Jesus or Bible. So when we ask them these intricate questions, and they say Bible, or they say Jesus, it's like, yes, it's correct, but we're looking for some more. But for some reason, we were going through the book of Philippians, and before we even got to the part of unity, 
every answer was unity. And I don't know if it was because God was working through them, which I think is 100% true, or if they just went with it. But then looking at it, I saw how I'm speaking on unity, and I thought, wow, how cool is that? So we kept with this topic of unity and just to see how much they pulled out of that. And then a fun fact, which is kind of sad at the same time, I was on Facebook, and the reason I found out is because I saw an ad. And I don't know if you guys know, but July was month of unity. And when I saw that, I thought, really? Because nothing seems unified right now. A lot of things don't seem unified in the world, and sometimes even church. So I know this might be a sensitive topic, but I prayed that God would soften our hearts and let us see the unity in him and to be able to talk about these things. So later on today, I have a visual. You see these here. It might be distracting, but that is what we will get to later, showing you a visual of how to look at unity. So I want to talk about difference. The word is very big, and we don't understand difference sometimes, but difference is 100% okay. And I want to tell you, it's okay to be different, but we're still within Christ. And we share different views and all these things, but we still respect and love and care for one another. So let's look at what is really unity. The world says being together or at one with something or someone, which is awesome. I love that definition. But of course, more importantly, what does the Bible say about it? I love how Ephesians 4 states this. Unity is to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So unity looks like a lot of different things. But when I think of unity, I want to think of the greatest sport in the world, and that is football. And I know you guys are like, heck yeah, it is football. And I know that I'm comfortable talking about this because all of you are Saints fans just like I am. So we can talk about this and it's awesome. Looking into this season, there's been a lot of changes and a lot of moves and I'm so excited for the Saints to just keep kicking butt. But then, I don't know if you guys know, but I have to hear this whininess about Tom Brady being in the same division. And I'm sick and tired of it because they're going on about, hey, we didn't do anything and now we're gonna go and take it all. And then don't even get me started. We have Gronk now. I don't even want to talk about that. So we're going to move on. But with that thought, a football team is not made by a few people, just like the church is not made up by just a few of you sitting here. So more importantly, I want to talk about something that is dear to me. About four and a half years ago to this day, I had a friend named Grant. And at this time, I thought he was literally one of my best friends. And through brokenness and friendships and relationships that have broke and fell apart, we fell apart. And there was at a time where he would call me and the things he said to me were so hurtful and they broke me down. And I can't even repeat those things here today, but the things I also said back. About two months ago, his brother-in-law, Eddie, which is a, a friend of Whitney and I's growing up, he died. And so I messaged Grant and I said, hey, we're here for you. I'm so sorry this happened. We want to pray for you. And I thought I'm not going to get a response. About a day later, he responds and says, Terrell, I tried to call you, but you must have gotten a new phone number. And my heart sank because, of course, I knew there was something good out of it, but I was so nervous because the last conversations we had were so broken. So then, thinking about that, I started praying about it, wondering what did God want me to do with that and seeking wisdom from other people. And what God showed to me and showed to me through people telling me was that I was convicted too, that I felt justified in the things that he said to me and did to me, but what about the things that I said to him and did to him as well? So then calling him, I was about brought to tears the first moment he answered. He said, Terrell, I am so sorry for the way that I have hurt you. The things that I said to you and did, you didn't deserve. You have been always such a great friend. And it was just amazing to see that because two brothers in Christ coming together again. And so we talked about for 30 minutes and I just felt alive. 
We talked about forgiving each other, and we did forgive each other. And we talked about the unity in Christ. And that's exactly what it showed, also bringing God the glory of that. Since then, we've talked a few times. We have talked about all sorts of things up and down, about ministry, about friendships, about family. And every single time, I think it's amazing, because I have so many Christian friends. But for some reason, every time I talk to Grant, we pray together at the end. And I think that's wonderful, because seeing this friendship that has been built 100% on Christ has grown forward. And so when I told Grant this yesterday, he said something so beautiful, and I actually want to quote him on this. God is about reconciliation. He's the power behind it and the love that binds it. There is no justifying hate when Christ is king. And I thought that was beautiful. So I think this goes with everybody. You guys might have even thought of someone while I was talking about Grant that you might have this with, or people in the church. But what does unity look like in the church? People in the church without unity and people around them do we flourish and grow? I don't think so. And I want to show you what unity looks like on a different perspective. So are you striving for Christ or are you striving for a political side? Are you striving for Christ or are you striving for COVID and the worries of COVID and masks and racism and all these things that we get so caught up in? We just need to pause. And I want to look at John 17, 23, and this is an NIV version. I in them and you in me so that you may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you had sent me and have loved them even as you loved me. Wow, that's beautiful. God is in us. We are dwelling in the spirit. We should be soaked and dripping in unity as we speak. So this is where we get all mixed up at, that we start thinking it's, it's my opinion and not yours, or it's my thought and my belief on this and not yours, or it's what I shared on Twitter and InstaFace and all those different things that it's mine and not yours. But let's just pause and let's think about what is unifying to God. Romans 12, 16 through 18, NLT version. Live in harmony with each other. All right, guys, I'll see you later. Have a good day. You don't need anything else from me. But really, live in harmony with each other. Don't be proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So I think we get so tired of this fighting back and forth. Let my voice be heard. Why can we not get that right? We keep getting this wrong. And I want to talk about me. I keep getting this wrong. I'm worse than anybody here because I'm a selfish person, because I'm a broken person, because I'm a prideful person. But what does this look like to Christ? What does he want? He's saying, don't be a selfish person. Be a humbled person. Don't be a broken person because you're complete in me. And so when we look at those things, what does this all look like? I want to talk about what it looks like serving the church. And when I say the church, I say capital C church. Does that see to you guys? That one. Um, so serving the church. And I'm not talking about Rev. I know you guys are like, what? We're at Rev. I'm not talking about just Rev. I'm talking about all the churches on mission for Christ. That's what's most important. And because of that, each church is a part of the body. Just like each ministry is a part of a church and each person is a part of a ministry. And so when we look at that, Romans talks about that, the parts of the body, which is beautiful. But I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 13, NLT version. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, some are Jews, 
Some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. How powerful is that that we share the same spirit and the power in that? A couple months ago, the staff here at Rev, we went through an exponential training, and there was a pastor in Washington named Daniel Fusco, and I love the way that he quotes this. He says, power is multiplied when we are unified. Power is multiplied when we are unified, and we need to be unified in those things that were our actions, the way we treat people, the way we act. All of those things need to reflect Christ in what we're doing with encouraging and loving. And most importantly, I think this is locking arms. We're unified. We're locking arms side by side. And so with that, that could mean serving. That could be in community, being unified in the church. So I'm going to give you one more quote, and then we're going to get to this visual that you guys have been wanting to get at. So by Corey Ten Boom, being united with other Christians, a wall with loose bricks is not good, yet the bricks must be cemented together. So we are powerful if we are standing together. So I want to look at this wall. You guys see it? It is beautiful in its own way. But the youth students actually painted these, and I wanted them to paint this one. This represents the world and how we're letting it affect us. So these bricks are parts of the body. And in between where the mortar lays, that's exactly where we let the world get in and put those thoughts like me over you. My word is better. It matters what I think and not you. And so can a wall stand together like that? I don't think so. And so the Holy Spirit comes in. Are you ready? I'm going to be very dramatic. And it slaps the box out of the way. And then you see right here a beautiful, scripted, amazing wall that they also painted that this shows still those same bodies of Christ, but where we don't leave gaps, where we fill those gaps of mortar with God's love, with his patience, with his mercy, with his grace. And we could throw this box and this wall every single place around this parking lot, but it will not come apart because we're unified. And it's staying in a wall of unity that will not fail. So let us focus on his mission, on his church as the church, side by side. And like earlier, I said something about serving. And I want to bring up how great it is that I'm serving side by side with the youth leaders here. I love them. They're amazing. And we might have different views. We might think different things, but we're unified in all those things because we're on mission for Christ. And we want to see the kids be closer to Christ. And that's what we work towards the entire time, side by side. So let us stay unified. And although we may not agree on things, let us see and seek God. After this, there's going to be some awesome worship once again. And I ask you guys, just give all this to God. Give it to God, worship him, and just glorify his amazingness. And then also on the table over there, there are some handouts like Bren talked about for the kids. And then they're also on Facebook for you guys at home. I ask you go through those, study these things together as a family and ask these questions, grow together Keep this conversation going the rest of the day. But I want to ask you to stop real fast. I want to ask you, what is God asking you to do with the mortar that's holding together your wall? What's he asking you to do on that? And then while I was speaking about Grant, did you ever think of someone in your own life? If so, what is God telling you to do with that? And I want to encourage you that he's probably prompting you to do something. And I encourage you to follow that. Because to see reconciliation, to see unity... I, I'm telling you from experience, it is beautiful, satisfying, and fulfilling 
and it makes you closer with Christ and my brother as in Grant in Christ. So connecting, John 17.23 says, experience such perfect unity. In Ephesians 4, where unity is to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. With us having a part in unity, let's give ourselves to unity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you just so much for this day, for another beautiful morning, for another breath, to come here and to just seek you as a church family, as a, as a body of the church, as a body of your church body, and just to be so grateful for unity. Let us strive for unity. Let us be soaked in unity to strive to you and not to groupings and to opinions and all those things. And that we just pray that we can give ourselves to unity and give ourselves to you. Staying focused on you and we are just so thankful that we are able to. Thank you for letting us to be able to meet out here. Thank you for this day. We praise and we worship you endlessly that we love you, Lord, and we praise you. In your son's beautiful name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit revolution22.org. We encourage you to not neglect meeting together as believers. And may you continue to love God and love others.